This is Help Wanted, the show that makes your work work for you. I'm Jason Pfeiffer, Editor-in-Chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. And I'm money expert Nicole Lappin. On Tuesdays, Jason and I answer the helpline and help callers solve their work problems. And on Thursdays, I give you one way to improve your work and build a career or company you love. And it starts now. When something breaks, we know it, and hopefully we fix it. But what happens when something only sort of breaks? I'll tell you what, we keep it. We say things like, oh, but it still works. And this is how we end up making excuses and letting things slow us down or causing frustration or costing money or draining our energy. There is nothing more dangerous than a thing that sort of still works. You have something in your life like this right now. I guarantee it. Just think about it. It might be large or small. Today, I will help you find that thing. And I'll start by sharing my own small, sort of still works thing that caused me years of pain. So uh, this is my least favorite routine. (laughs) At least it's been for a long time. For as long as I can remember, I have hated trimming my beard. It is a lengthy, painful ordeal, which is why I often just let my beard grow for weeks until it is intolerably bushy. I'm not one of those big, bushy beard guys. I like a nice, clean beard. Anyway, so okay, so it gets really bushy, and then on a morning with plenty of time, I embark upon the process. Here's the process. First, I shower to make my skin and beard soft. Then I pull out this beard trimmer, this brawn beard trimmer. Just imagine it. It's uh, silver. It's got some blue um, accents, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I turn it on and I get to work slowly, carefully moving around my face as this machine just catches and yanks my facial hair. It hurts. I hate it. I developed this kind of start-stop motion. <laughs> I can almost imagine it like a, like like hacking away at a giant piece of ice or <laughs> however people carve things hoping to lessen the discomfort. And as I was doing this, the process, last month, I started to wonder, why is my beard so unusually hard to trim? Like, surely other people don't have to do this, right? And then I thought, wait a second, wait a second. What if my face is totally normal? And then, for the first time ever, I thought this. What if my face isn't the problem? What if the trimmer is the problem? Now, this might sound obvious to you. You might have been waiting for me to say this, uh, but it was not obvious to me, and here's why. Because I started dating a girl named Jen in 2008, and she told me that I would look good with a beard, so I grew one for the first time in my life, and then I bought a beard trimmer, and then I kept everything. 16 years later, I still have the beard, I still have the same trimmer, that same brawn trimmer, and Jen and I are married. And as a result, I, I like this trimmer. And I like how long I've had it. And it still turns on. So why would I throw it in the garbage? You know, it still works. Which is why it never occurred to me. In reality, this thing only sort of still works. Its blades are dull. And that's what's hurting me. So what is your sort of still works? I started to think about my beard trimmer as a kind of metaphor. All this time, I knew I had a problem. Shaving was painful. But because the trimmer sort of worked, I never considered it a problem. Instead, I shifted and exacerbated the pain. And now I wonder, how often do we do this to ourselves? 
It is the relationship or friendship or at least some part of it that brings us more frustration than satisfaction or the job that's fine on a day-to-day basis, but where we will never truly grow or the thing that we sell that somebody buys, but you know, they don't seem to return to buy again. These are the things that we overlook because they sort of work, but that should not be enough. We deserve things that fully work. Or at the very least, we deserve to know exactly how something does and does not work for us and how to gain control of that thing and how to get what we fully need. And how do you do that? Well, years ago, I met a guy named Jesse Cole. He had started a silly local baseball team called the Savannah Bananas, where players do coordinated dances and tickets come with all-you-can-eat food. He told me his business philosophy, this thing that drives all of his decisions, and it's this, it's this line, stop doing what your customers hate. I love that line. It is so simple and so obvious. I mean, who actively does things that people hate? Who's like, I'm going to do something people hate. But then you think about it and realize, oh, wait a second, we do that all the time. Jesse, for example, realized that people hate boring baseball games and expensive food, which is basically what every other team offers. And every other team knows it's a problem, right? Every other team, they know the baseball is kind of slow and also the food is too expensive and annoying. They know that. They keep doing it anyway. Jesse, no. Stop doing what people hate. He eliminated both and he created an entirely new baseball experience. Years later, his team now sells out every game, tours nationally like the Harlem Globetrotters and has millions of social media followers. So why not turn that mandate on yourself? You, stop doing what you hate. (laughs) This isn't about quick fixes, okay? Not about quick fixes. It's about building an intolerance for problems and an intolerance for whatever's causing those problems, even if they're the things you think still have value. It is about thinking when something is annoying or frustrating or outright painful, what happens if I commit to fixing it? I am reminded of a conversation that I had many years ago with my physical therapist, whose name is Renuka Pinto, when I was recovering from ACL surgery years ago. You know, I'd gone her to to get that knee fixed. I'd never been to a physical therapist before, but she was telling me about her work. And she said, many clients see her after living with pain for years because they just assume the pain was normal. And what she told me is that she always tells them this, you don't have to live with pain. Pain is not normal. They didn't know this. Their bodies only sorta worked. They were tolerating something that they did not have to tolerate. And yeah, getting rid of pain often requires some pain. But here's the thing. Then it's over. So here's what I did. I told my wife about my small revelation that my nostalgic old beard trimmer no longer worked. She said, <laughs> she said I was crazy for keeping it as long as I did. And then she bought me a new one and I tried it. And you know what? It trimmed so easily and so not painfully that I literally <laughs> laughed out loud in the bathroom. Now I know not every problem is as easily solvable as that one. Some require hard conversations or hard decisions. You might leave a job or kill a product. A relationship may end or new terms are established. I am not saying you must get rid of whatever only sort of still works. Maybe it's a job that still has merit or a relationship that still brings you enough joy. But I am saying you should solve the sort of problem, 
identify what only sort of works and the problems caused by it, and make sure that you're not just living with pain because you think it's normal. When something only sort of works, we tend to ignore it. So don't ignore it. Identify it. Then either fully fix it or fully break it or do whatever you need to do to make sure it's not sort of anything anymore. It is fully whatever you need it to be. And that, as you may know, uh, comes from my newsletter. It's called One Thing Better. Each week, one way to be more successful and satisfied at work and build a career or company you love. It's like a companion newsletter to help wanted. You can find it at onethingbetter.email. That's a web address. Just plug it on in, onethingbetter.email. I read them here on Help Wanted, but if you subscribe, then you get it a little earlier and also get to learn about some other interesting stuff that I have going on, including a community I'm building of newsletter readers. So go fix the sorta. This episode, it's not sorta over anymore now. It's over. Help Wanted is a production of Money News Network. Help Wanted is hosted by me, Jason Pfeiffer. And me, Nicole Lappin. Our executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. If you want some help, email our helpline at helpwanted at moneynewsnetwork.com for the chance to have some of your questions answered on the show. And follow us on Instagram at Money News and TikTok at Money News Network for exclusive content and to see our beautiful faces. Maybe a little dance? Oh, I didn't sign up for that. All right. Well, talk to you soon.